Episode 67 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, the ugliest game. John Jeffrey discussed the latest week of the Champions League, especially the brouhaha at the Vonda Metropolitano. John, there's been a lot happening, brother. <laughs> it's been quiet, hasn't it? You know, well, we let, let's start. We got the FA Cup finalists set here. We have Liverpool and we have Chelsea. I never thought I would see Man City get put to the sword so easily as I did on Saturday. My goodness. Oh, I, I mean, quite so from the fact Thiago Silva ran the show, just ran that show. I mean, that and, was, I mean, I've never seen, I mean, that was City getting owned. I mean, yes, they pulled two back in the second half, but the but, game was basically done. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, and we'll, we'll come to, we'll come to this. City had a, a horrible, a horrible Champions League tie midweek. So they were almost out on their feet, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't think that helped them. But Liverpool came out and, yeah, it, it's what we did to City, like what we did to them three or four years ago. We just came out at them. We battered them. And, yeah, we got absolutely got what we deserved. And... I, I did, I admit, I, I almost felt sorry for a moment for Man City's keeper there. Almost. <laughs> um, almost, yeah. <laughs> After I'd stopped laughing, you know, about half an hour later. But, yeah, well, uh, yeah. That, that that would be USA International Zach Steffen. There was... Uh... Yeah. I, I was just like, how, how did I, I... I don't think I even knew he was with City because I, I haven't been paying attention to their cup games particularly. I was like, wow. Yeah, we were surprised to find that out during the World Cup qualifying ring. <laughs> <laughs> face yeah. for CONCACAF too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as Top said, a first half, absolutely. And again, sorry, I can't really, I said silver earlier. Duh. Um, absolutely ran like a, you know, first half, all tempo, all attack, um, culminating in an absolutely gorgeous assist for Sadio Mane's goal. And the second half took this thing out of the game because City did not have you know, I know they pulled too bad. They did not have a period of sustained pressure despite coming straight out 
with a goal. That kind of, it, I, I felt that that second one kind of flattered them a little. They were close, closer than they, they should have been in the end, probably, but who cares? I'll take it. And um, yeah, Chelsea Palace today, uh, bit of a, oh, pretty much what you'd expect. I, I, I didn't think Palace quite turned up. Yeah, I, w- I was hoping for a little bit more from Palace, but it, it didn't happen, obviously. Yeah, so, yep, so a repeat of the 2012 final. So uh, a little bit of revenge, maybe. I think the only player still standing for Liverpool and probably for Chelsea, actually, is Jordan Henderson off the top of my head. Yeah, so, he's, uh, yeah he's been there a couple of minutes, it turns out. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I, I think as well, if Liverpool win that final... Jurgen Klopp becomes the first ever Liverpool manager to complete that clean suite of trophies. I know there's a community shield he hasn't won, but yep, no other Liverpool manager has every trophy they've competed for. Well, you know, it, it was a good day for blue teams in cup in, in cup semifinals because oh god, uh, the Scottish Cup semifinal at Hampden this morning between Celtic and Rangers. Oh god, I did not need that. <laughs> you got up for that, didn't you? <laughs> I got up for that. I went out to the pub for that one. I I I oh, I've, I've gone out to the pub for the last two Old Firm derbies. Is we, we've had two Old Firm derbies since last we convened. And well, at least the first one was worth it. <laughs> the first one was very much worth it. The second one, ah, oh, good lord. I mean, you know, I, I unfortunately, again, we, we just have to accept that, unfortunately, Rangers are somewhat of a halfway decent team, especially in Europe this season. They're 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 in they're into the Europa League semifinals. Man, the, oh, we, we, we're going to come up and discuss those Europeans. And, the, you know, it's a, it's a set of set of games for the ages, that one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you you know Celtic aren't gonna win every time. You know it's not like two three years ago when Rangers weren't there or weren't quite up to speed on things. So yeah, and you know it's just a uh, you know again I I accept that Andrew Postecoglou isn't gonna win each time right now. I mean he's you know he's still in his first year. I I still think Celtic are winning the league at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I, I, I don't think Rangers catch them. Not after yeah, the, especially game. since, especially since Kyogo Furuhashi is back. Yeah, you, they're they toast. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that that and honestly, I would have played Kyogo. I would have fielded Kyogo first instead of uh, Tom Rogic because Rogic, I don't think was great today at all. I, he's not in Furuhashi's class. Let, let's not be. And fair here. I mean, um, usually he's so, pretty solid, though, and today he was just yeah. having a mare, I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't, I, I didn't actually manage to see that game today. So, yeah. But also, I also think that Rangers should have been down to nine um, after some of the challenges that both, uh, that both Bassey and Kamar Roof were getting away with. Yeah, well, it, I think uh, that's been the kind of theme of the Cup semis because Fernandinho, I think it took him 75 minutes or so to get booked yesterday and he was getting away with plenty. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, you get to the latter stages of Cup competitions, players kind of know that they can get away with a little bit more because the ref's going to be the villain for sending someone off and denying them their Cup final. Yeah. 
But yeah, it was yeah. I mean, it, it was a bit of a disappointment. Probably not as much of a disappointment as Arsenal have been the last uh, week or so. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna put it this way: we have lost four out of our last five matches, three in a row against lower uh, lower half of the table teams. Arsenal do not deserve a top four finish at this point. Our, our, our advantage is completely gone now. What what was that game that precipitated your decline here? Wasn't it just that Liverpool coming in, whooping your ass, and, you know? Mm. I, I, I don't think we mentioned that yet, have we? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we have, actually. I think, I, it has been that long since we did a full episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. was that the reason we haven't done one for a while? You were hoping I'd forget. <laughs> Come on, I, I can take this. No, I think it was just more like we've just been busy as fuck lately. Yeah, but you know, because we we do actually have lives outside of this podcast, believe it or not. I know it's strange. I didn't know what one was. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arsenal. It, it, they again, they're such a streaky team. You know, they they will go a long time looking world beaters, and then they'll have these streaks where they're being teams. They're not beating teams they should be, perhaps. Yeah. You know, one of the first things I saw this morning as I woke up to to go to that that Scottish Cup semifinal, on my phone, for some reason, I got a notification from Twitter about this. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was some, some, some yokel. Posting anyone that with half a brain, anyone with half a brain knew that when Mikel Arteta took the job, he had to rebuild this team from scratch. It was going to take five to ten years to get into the top oh. four. So, five to ten years. You know what? This is the only time I wanted to find this one particular video. The video of, of it's just a picture of Mickey Mouse. And somebody Im- imitating the Mickey Mouse voice going, you're getting your ass beat in the quote tweets. <laughs> because <laughs> this guy was getting ratioed to fuck, and rightly so. So I just want you to know that the, the official uh, podcast Twitter account just told him, maybe shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Well, I'm sorry, you go say five to ten years, the, you know, the longest serving managers in Premier League history. I think the Seven years is is the something like the, the fifth longest. So yeah, you, no, no, you you can't go five to ten years. Five to ten years, you've got a bullshit of a manager. Jurgen Klopp is great, but he didn't go. I'm going to take five to ten years to turn it around. He just went. I'm here. I'm going to do the job and get my head down. And we're going uh, to go. Sean Dice didn't get five to ten. Well, he got five years. He's now gone after seven years. 10. Total, yeah. But he again, he didn't do and say anything like that. He just got he got on with the job. He knew he, he well, didn't. I have mean, to... it, it, well, I mean, I, I'm not saying that Arteta said this. I'm saying it was this clown yeah, who was saying this. Absolutely, because it's yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if, if you talk to some like you know teams in the bottom half of the table who might be thinking relegation, they don't go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're appointing manager for five to ten years because he's going to rebuild us because they do not have that luxury. Yeah, you know. this is clearly somebody who has absolutely no knowledge of the game of football. No, not none whatsoever. But yeah, I mean, no, good sorry, golly, Miss Molly, <laughs> what, what? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Ant- Antonio Conte comes in and he kind of turns Spurs around. So, well, that's what I'm getting at too. It's like, okay, so he, so he, he's going to put Spurs into the top four within six months with a squad he very clearly does not want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with with a with a star player who does not want to be there, particularly by well, the look of it. Well, actually, from what I understand, uh, from what a, a headline I saw, uh, it looks like Kane is deciding to stick around now. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, which I I refer back to the the David Squires cartoon. Like, yeah, you decided you want to stick around. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like okay, the options are Man United. No, not right now. Or yeah, Man City aren't interested anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, yeah, Man City have moved on to to Erling Haaland. You know, that was something that came up during the 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 uh, at least on the ESPN side of the commentary for the the match yesterday. Um, it it was between John Champion and Taylor Twelman discussing if they're going to buy a Haaland since Man City don't play an actual number nine. Where do you put Haaland? <laughs> I mean, I would say let's try and think like Pep, but frankly, who can? <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to play him at centre half because he's a great header. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we we could, yeah, we could play, yeah, we could try to think like Pep, um, in our brains where we actually have the money to think like Pep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 how to manage like Pep Guardiola? First, get like umpteen billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, on the more serious, I think yeah, you know, they put Kane, they put Haaland in there. It they would want that option of playing that way. I think you'd see a new wrinkled cities um, system because that's fundamentally what those guys do. I don't think Haaland is as effective, you know, um, as a deep line forward or, or coming in from wide. Yeah, well, speaking of which, I mean, at least we all know at this point that Erling Brat Howland will not be a league champion this season. <laughs> no, but well, we've kind of known that one for a little while. Really. Yeah, well, you know, we we had hope for a little while. I know that their classicer is next week, but yeah, it looks like uh, honestly the 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 leagues right now that are in in question at this point are basically England and maybe Italy. Yeah, oh, Italy's got a not really nice race going there. Yeah, Italy is. Yeah, Italy is uh, is is clowning right now. Yeah, three three way title race. I mean, other leagues would kill for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Right now we have uh, Inter and Napoli behind AC Milan, but AC Milan have played thirty three matches. Both Inter and Napoli have a game in hand. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I I am keeping an eye on it at the minute. Yeah, I, I don't think Juve Juve is not going to do it. Juve are too far back. Did you see they they nearly gave it away to Bologna yesterday? Uh, nine man Bologna. Yeah, and did you see who scored for Bologna? Um, I didn't. I go on. Uh. Ex Stoke City, ex West Ham United, Marco Arnautovic. Oh my lord! Oh, <laughs> that that would be just a, a centre forward's goal then, a typical <laughs> just power. Yeah. Uh, I, I did notice that uh, one of the pe- people who got sent off for of Bologna was uh, Gary Medell, 
X of Cardiff City. <laughs> wow. Good lordy. That, that, yeah. that was that was a uh, that was a fun uh, little match, wasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I say fun in, in the in in the air quotes fun. <laughs> John, uh, we have a World Cup field. We have the World Cup draw then, yes. Um, and it is well, not and, and it does not have Italy in it. Oh man. That is that was yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was I was on I was messaging you at the time on Twitter. I was going, what the f- <laughs> oh, I think we got on. I think we got on the phone after that one. Yeah, like, yeah, we did. Actually. Yeah, yeah, like, you wrote me up That was a jaw dropper. North Macedonia took out Italy. What with a, with a last minute goal? Uh, yeah, um, my friend Michael was watching. Obviously, I had better qualifiers to watch that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you just saw that goal go, and he went, "Oh shit, that's Portugal with a free passage." And frankly, I've Italy in Portugal. I'd rather have Italy there. Thank you. I mean, my goodness. I I, I just yeah, that that is just uh here's a moment. I, I I was just blown away by this. I mean, we, so we have our World Cup oh, uh, we have our World <laughs> Cup fields. Uh the USA somehow we got through despite getting lit up in the final CONCACAF game. So uh, against uh, Costa Rica, uh, Costa Rica has not lost. They, they actually, they have won the last eight home matches against the USA. Oof! Actually, now oh. not, now nine, I should say. Nine. They still may make the World Cup because they have to play uh, New Zealand still. And then also, we still don't know. So uh, USA has gotten England. Iran and whoever the hell is going to be winning this Euro playoff. Yeah, and I mean the thing is uh, that Euro playoff is due in June, I think. And a tragic is I don't see how Ukraine are playing that. I don't either. So as a matter of fact, you know, as a matter of fact, since last we actually convened, um, Russia has been basically has been booted from the World Cup. Yeah, and absolutely rightly so. <laughs> because Yeah, I mean but, yeah, that that, that but, should have been a given from the get go. But that was essentially because the national associations in their playoff uh field said we are not gonna play them. Yep. And yeah, absolutely not. And it yeah, you, might be you, hard you, Yeah, you think Poland wants to be going to Russia right now? I no. mean the, the the Russian government are basically trying to say that Poland's gonna start World War Three. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. You 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 might have some sympathy for the Russian players. You know, it's not their fault. But on inter- in international terms, no, you cannot have a, a nation that's done what Russia's. I kn- in the World Cup. I know FIFA are. You know, they go. We're not political, which is absolute bullshit. They just go, <laughs> we don't want to be seen taking sides. But at this point, they have they have to. It's 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 a moral issue. You yeah. cannot. Take a war, a war, you know, an invading nation, and let them play at a World Cup because just the look of it, for my my God, yeah. But can you imagine if this? Can you imagine if this had happened four years ago, just before the twenty eighteen World Cup? Well, wow. you know, I, I, you know, I still stand by the fact that, that that cup should have been pulled from Russia, and you know what, this one should have been pulled from Qatar too. 
Oh, it should have. Yeah, because it's it's all the behind the scenes deals at FIFA. Yeah, yeah. It, it was they did these two together, and oh look, more weird behind the scenes stuff went on. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even after the State Department investigation and and all the arrests and and Sepp Blatter and you know Michelle Platini getting banned for life, we still have all the shenanigans going on. Yeah, but hang on, on that investigation, I'm sure it got you the 2026 World Cup to shut you up. Well, I mean, because we should have had the 2022 one, but you know, pretty much. You know, not that I want to say nothing or nothing, but you know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, Group B is the is not the group of death necessarily it's just the group of what <laughs> because england iran usa and whomever goes through for europe which means it's going to be one of the ukraine scotland or wales oh yes we're already in that final playoff spot gareth Bale is coming for your boys he's going to take your nation down one ah. one Come yeah, on. yeah we will we will be at war during that <laughs> Oh, yeah. We are going to have to do a blast after that game. Well, real quick, what do you think is the group of death? Uh, I'll have to have a look at the groups now. Um, hang on. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves here. Hang on. I, I don't. I, this is me being so professional. I do not have the groups to hand. <laughs> okay. Right, here we go. I was talking to Mr. Michael. Right, here we go. Group stage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first group you're kind of going. Senegal have got a chance of going through. England, around, no. Yeah, but all I asked was the group of death. Yeah, I think Group C is quite a nice little group. Um, group D, France and Denmark, and that is lovely. Um, I, I, I have to go though. I think for Group E, really, Spain. Yeah. The Concacaf, uh, yeah, Costa Rica, probably you have to say, Germany and Japan. My God. Yeah, I think that one's it too. But also, you know, I, I, it, it, in very many ways, not looking forward to this cup because of all the you know fuckery. Yeah, and and the other thing is, again, it is not put together with football fans in mind. It is being held in a compressed space, so they are having three games a day at times. How many of us have the time and are, say, probably single enough to go and watch all those matches? Because I'd like to try and watch as many as possible. Just just throwing it all out there, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to save up some leave for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is not going to be a fun. And also, it's in November, which, fuck that shit. Oh, yeah, November and December. no, it, 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 that feels wrong. Oh, it is. It's completely wrong. But, you know, what? what's right in this sport anymore? I mean, let's let's be honest. Oh, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Certainly not FIFA's money. <laughs> that... Yeah. Uh, hmm. So, uh, anyway, yeah, we, we've been gone for a while. A lot's happened. So much that I don't even know where to... What what else to 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 start with? At this well, point? how about we start with Sean Dyche? Well, we kind of discussed him, but yeah, yeah, he he's now out at Burnley. Which, why do you do that when there's eight games left? I mean, it's a white flag. Um, I mean, I know he's not getting results, but as, as someone pointed out, 
he's kept them in the Premier League while you know they've been spending like maybe a, a first division side. You know, they they have been yeah. quite cheap in Premier League terms. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not not that I'm a huge fan of Sean Dyche, far from no. it. But I mean, it's just a weird. But I know that Burnley also has new ownership, and I know they. they I think they're just cutting bait at yeah. this point. Yeah, I, I think it's just okay. We'll, we'll eat the relegation, and we'll come back. Yeah. So, well, I mean, who, who are they going to get? <laughs> <laughs> well, this caretaker manager at the moment, isn't it? I think it's the their uh, under twenty three manager with with assistance from. Uh, was it me? I think is the not not me, but the, the right, player right, Ben me, yeah, Ben me, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm, well, good luck. I still think Everton are in deep shit. Yeah, Everton are just quite lucky that um, the sides below them aren't winning because if they, if you know, if Watford or Norwich or you know Norwich, um, Watford or or um, Burnley put together a couple of wins. Where are Everton's points coming from? Because their schedule to to the end of the season is not very nice. Well, neither is Arsenal's, but I mean, I already ranted about them. Yeah, you're um, not getting relegated. Though. <laughs> no, we're not getting relegated. I mean, it feels like a relegation because we're not going to make Europe, or we're going to make you know the the Conference League, which you know we may as well just not go. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, nah, you know what? I, I think you'll make the Europa at least. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I mean you, you, we also got Man United. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo can only show up against, you know, Norwich now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flat, flat track bully, as they, as they say. Yeah. And yeah, flattest of tracks. There he goes. Let's see how he goes at Anfield this midweek, shall we? Yeah. Well, I mean, Arsenal's. Arsenal probably has the toughest fixture list coming. We have coming up. We have Chelsea. We have United. We have uh, West Ham, Leeds, Spurs, and then uh, I think Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle and Everton. Well, you've got one easy game at the end there. (laughs) Yeah, but it may. Yeah, but at that point, you know. What what good is that? At this point, the North London Derby is going to be meaningless. At this, the way this is going. Oh, I mean, at, at the moment, if Arsenal ain't going to make it, the timeline I want is David Moyes getting West Ham into the Champions League, because I want to see that post match interview with with the bird uh, flipped at United. You know, all I'm going to say is, you know, the the, the current form that Arsenal is in was the exact form that I was calling for uh, Unai Emery to get sacked for Yeah, at the end of his, his you know, first and only full season. You know, is that you, Champions League semi-finalist Unai Emery? That would be Champions League semi-finalist Unai Emery. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm willing, I am still willing to say that, you know, sometimes you just get a mismatch of team and manager. Sometimes, I mean, maybe they just didn't fit. But Arsenal yeah. is starting to look like more of a blip than a an indicator. Yeah, for Unai Emery's uh, resume. Well, you say I know what Gant is. Apart from, I think his spell at Paris Saint Germain, Unai Emery has basically, <laughs> yeah, take Paris Saint Germain. He's won some like twenty-two straight two-legged knockout ties. To, you know, the only ones he's lost were the PSG ones. Even he couldn't perform the miracle of there. 
But my God, you know, he he's a good man. Maybe he just didn't suit England. Yeah. You know. But I mean, well, whatever the case, I mean, I don't think he should have stayed at Arsenal either way. But no, I I I think you you were at a level. You you were not obviously going forward as you needed to. Whereas Arteta, you kind of seen signs of that. But now now again, you, when it's going backwards as it is now, what's Arteta got? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's just it. What what does he got? But. On that note, since we are starting to talk about Unai Emery and the Champions League, let's uh, let, let's transition this into our topic for this episode, the ugliest game. John and Jeffrey discuss the latest week of the Champions League, especially the brouhaha at the Vonda Metropolitano. Please stay tuned. With the second half of episode 67 of the Bust and Balls podcast. This week, the ugliest game. John and Jeffrey discuss the Champions League midweeks with particular reference to Liverpool's serene and glorious progress. And maybe just a little bit about that Man City Atletico Madrid side. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's going to be fun watching you all fall eventually. Because... <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just taking it while I can. I've had enough bad seasons to know this is the this is what you live for. This is what you go. Well, you right know, it, it just you know I, again the, the the entirety of the busting balls era has been yeah Arsenal has just been not great. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Arsenal right now. We're not even really here to talk about Liverpool, although they did advance in style. They, uh, that was a good match from Benfica though. It has to be. So oh, I, I tell you what, I've not seen anyone play Liverpool's offside line as well as they did. And it, it, it almost didn't say it. Darwin Nunes is probably the next big striker because he has absolutely everything. His pace, his movement and his finishing are absolutely top, top notch. Really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a three three draw at Anfield. Um, After um, we whooped them in their place in the first leg, and we fielded a, a quite weakened side as well. Well, I mean, luckily for you, because yeah, that that was uh, that, that was kind of a tough one, all told. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But, but uh, you know what? It, it just occurred to me. I, I just got a headline here. You know what? We'll we'll, we'll dovetail this into this topic, but. Mm -hmm. um, Chelsea had a chance to upend Real Madrid and they completely failed at it. Oh, well, for the first 85 minutes, 
and obviously we should set this up. Real Madrid with a hat trick from Benzema has absolutely and deservedly thrashed Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Tuchel went away. Uh, you know he got he got the response against Southampton the weekend before with a six 0 and he got the response at the Bernabeu because that first eighty five minutes from Chelsea was fantastic. No getting away from that. They they deserved to be three 0 up. You know, and they had a goal all a little unluckily disallowed. But then, yeah, it, a galaxy class pass, a universe class pass from Modric. To be, to be, this probably the second best pass that I think I've ever seen. You know, you, you know we're, we're Doctor Who fans. You, you don't be dropping Star Trek references on on this show, <laughs> my <laughs> my guy. Um, but you know what? It, so it, it did remind me of something we neglected to talk about in all this, which is now. Oh wait, no, that's right. We did a whole pop blast on that subject. Never mind. I'm sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, jeez. Have you mentioned it's been too long since we've done a show? <laughs> but yeah, Chelsea, you know, Abramovich situation or not, Chelsea gave that away. They had Real Madrid in the palm of their hand and gave yeah. it away. They, they, well, yeah, they had. Again, it, it's one moment of genius. As I say, Luka Modric's pass undoes any defense. I don't care how good they are. No one defends that pass. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that then they, they concede a really poor goal in extra time. So, yeah. so I mean, Chelsea, yeah, I think it, it, are they starting to get a little rattled by what's going on? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, the women beat Arsenal women. 2-0 today to advance to the to the women's cup final and have overtaken Arsenal in the women's super league table by one point as well. But at all at some point it is this has got to be getting to them. Yeah, and the, and one of the bidders for the club, I believe, has withdrawn. Um the Ricketts, is it the, the Chicago guys? Yeah, the owners of the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, they they've withdrawn because yeah, nobody nobody wanted them. Now, I I also think that, that there's some bullshit there because yes, yes, uh Frank, you know, the 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 Ricketts have made Islamophobic statements, which is why a lot of Cubs fans are not happy with them despite delivering finally delivering that vaunted World Series back in 2016, but at the same time, for Chelsea fans of all people to be complaining about the racism shown, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, there there might be a history of Chelsea and Chelsea fans um, around about that. <laughs> oh, just a little bit, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 it's a little bit. I mean, I mean, fair play, whatever. Ricketts should not be owning a team in England anyway. But... No, absolutely not. But again, you know, again, I I might have written an article about this for Medium, you know, for the Cauldron for Medium, you know, way back when. You know. Is it still up? Because yeah, I'll plug that on the feed. God, you know, I don't even know if it's still up. I have to, I have to find that out. <laughs> yeah, I never got, I never got paid for that anyway. So. Yeah, Medium didn't tend to be good up from what I understood. Yeah, it turns out. Uh anyway, but. The real match that we are going to discuss here today is, of course, the the match of the Vanda Metropolitano between Atletico de Madrid and Manchester City. Uh, they already had a contentious first leg at the Etihad Stadium. 
uh, the likes of which led to Atletico Madrid's fans uh, being restricted to 5,000 attendees at the Vonda Metropolitano for this match because some Atleti fans were throwing up uh, uh, Sieg Heil signs, it looked like. Ooh. Yeah, uh, that's a side of the club I've not seen before, and I don't like it. On the, to say the least, no, it, it's inexcusable from any fans. And you, yeah, you kind of say Man City fans did not cover themselves in glory yesterday either because with the Hillsborough minute silence had to be cut short because they started booing during it. Oh, fuck that. Are you yeah. kidding me? So, Jesus Christ. Not been a good week for a lot of football crowds here. But- well, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, and this has just been the, the, this has been the topic of conversation. Now, of course, the, so here's the big story coming from that match because it was a nil-nil draw. And City have gone through on a 1-0 aggregate, which is like hardly setting the world on fire. Yeah, but let's face it. The last 20 minutes of that, they, you know, it, it's a type that comes go, it's a stuff you hate to see. No, as a fan, I absolutely bloody love to see all that shit. Okay, hey. so, yeah, that's actually something I wanted to discuss because there was a, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a podcast I've been made aware of called Football Ramble that basically made that exact same point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do we like to see this? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it's it's out of control. It's the chaos of it. It's you know you don't want every match to be like this, but you know you the Arsenal Man United games back in the early two thousands. Yeah, it's like yeah, Yeah, they are. Alex Ferguson getting pizza lobbed at him. Yes, absolutely. And you know, um, as I remember. The, the absolute shit housing at Old Trafford where Gary Neville and I think it was Phil t- turned to kick the shit out of uh, Reyes, as yeah. I remember, and they got away with it and then Wayne Ray Rooney died for a penalty in the last second. You know, you love to see that shit housing as long as not on the end of it. But, you know, I, I think the one moment I really have to mention is, you know, the, the moment with Phil Foden towards the end. Okay, so we, but we do have to set up some context for this. Which oh, yeah, was, okay. Which was, F- Felipe clattered into Phil Foden early on in the match and bust Phil Foden open to the point where he needed a, a bandage. You know, he, yeah. he, was re- he had his head wrapped. And to be fair, Felipe acted like a fucking prick for most of the match, it has to be said. Yes, would not um, argue So... We come to the ending scenes, and and uh, Felipe is going to challenge Foden uh, down the sideline, down the sideline, uh, down the touchline. Okay. Um, Felipe slides into. Looks like he's sliding behind Foden. Foden has already gone airborne. He jumped up. Yeah, Foden he jumped up, so he knew he, that that was coming. Been- and as he was coming down, they collided. They, they, yeah, there was some, I, I, there was some incidental Foden contact. Have, I think Foden might have lowered his foot there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, but also they were. I heard one uh, one, one uh, account saying that uh, Felipe kind of put his studs into his, into uh, Foden's calf. Which yeah, no, buddy, that's not what no, happened. He didn't. No, no, he, he didn't. did not. That was bullshit. That, that's clear on the replays. No. Yeah, in but, fact, in fact, it, it looked worse live than you see it on the replay, and it looked like they just it was just incidental contact on the way down, which okay, fine, that could still hurt, but then Foden rolled himself 
onto the pitch from the touchline. Oh, no, he rolled, he rolled away and rolled back on. Do you know how many rolls he made? 13. 13 rolls. Oh, and then, then he got dragged off the pitch. And, and then Stefan Savage drags him off of the pitch, and that's when it all kicked off. Uh, it, it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, obviously, athletics are no strangers to the art of shithousing. They, they have... They're not quite as bad as they were there, but you know, you you don't have much sympathy with them when another side tries that on. And Phil Foden, for all he is a very good player, he is very much a mank lad. You know that his favorite album is the best of Oasis. That is his entire reflection <laughs> is just Oasis. He has no more records than that. What, what, what? Not, 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 not even New Order, that. no Smiths, no... No, no, that, that's a bit too sophisticated, you know? <laughs> a bit too hard. No Happy Mondays, no Northside, no... <laughs> no, 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 it's just Oasis, because he, he's up for it, man. He's mad for it. Uh, you might stretch the Stone Roses at a push. Northside were some shit, weren't they? <laughs> they were awful. Yeah. Well, 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 welcome to the Manchester podcast where we discuss. <laughs> but yeah, actually, um, you know what? Hang on, wait. Let me write that one down. That actually is a that's a good idea. Actually, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he he was he was deliberately looking to kick it off, and I think it was a tw- was it twenty players in the middle of that. It was bananas, and. Jack Grealish getting his hair pulled. Okay, so yeah, so they, in the midst of all this, in the midst of all this, I I forgot who Savage kind of had I, I, Ria Mares. I think he kind of like yeah, little, little, little head, head to head, yeah, head to head, and then Jack Grealish drops a C bomb at at uh, at Savage, and Savage grabs his hair, grabs Grealish's hair. Oh man, it was. So, oh, you know, I, I've been laughing. I, I really didn't. I mean, okay, yeah, the, it, it, yeah, you, you want to see it on some level. On the other, you don't because it does kind of give a, a bad rep to the game itself. Um, yeah, um, so, what didn't help was the camera angles because it then made it look like Felipe just got straight red, which that was never a straight red offense. And I don't, no, think, and, and, and honestly, after the replay, I don't think. Felipe shouldn't have even been given the second yellow to begin no. with because I don't I think that was an incidental contact, but also because he was a prick the whole rest of the game, I think this was just an accumulation. Yeah, I think absolutely on that. Because <laughs> I, I only saw the, the highlights of the game, to be honest, apart from that last five, ten minutes. So yeah, he, he was he was getting into it, and I, I think the ref had just frankly had enough and I can't be, maybe a situation as well because Foden was away and he was going down the down the touchline. So, you know, maybe the ref interpreted it as something cynical as well. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, that that just kind of is this becoming more common though? I don't think so because what we have to mention as well um, after Athletic nearly equalise and arguably are unlucky not to get a, at least a penalty. When the teams go down the tunnel, it all kicks off again. Yeah, so what happened? Okay, so obviously I didn't see that footage. So what happened in the tunnel exactly? 
I, I see, I, I see, all I see is someone must have said something, and all of a sudden, the, the athletic players are making moves towards city players, and there are officials just holding everyone back. Uh, it, it is kind of like the old Arsenal uh, <laughs> Man U games, isn't it? Yeah, I, I tell you, it's, it's almost getting in for one of your grapple casts. <laughs> you, you know? Good Lord. It was, oh, again, so like I say, you don't want to see it every week, but my God, it's entertaining when it happens. I mean, it's entertaining, but, you know, after a while, you just kind of just go, Ugh, you know? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, okay. It, it's, it, it could have gotten, it could have gotten uglier. Yes, but. You know, I suppose some somewhere towards the end, of, like five minutes of football did break act, which uh, it might have helped sort of lance the tension that had built up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. And I mean, as well as that, City, I think, will argue that I think Atletico's approach all game kind of cost them on Saturday as well because they lost De Bruyne because I think he had to have stitches in a foot and. Kyle Walker as well, I believe, was uh, went off injured. So they missed two key players for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw that. Uh, yeah, we, we, we saw that uh, De Bruyne was not playing yesterday. Yeah, and uh, you're talking Man City have had three games in a week and won none of them, but they might be kind of okay with most of that. So, yeah. You know, they're, they're still ahead in the league. <laughs> through the Champions League semis against Real, and yeah, they've got uh, you know. <laughs> well, that, well, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun one, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I'm thoroughly looking forward to. It. I, I think City should beat them because they are a better all-round team than Real, and obviously Pep does not particularly like Real either. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to that one. It, it, it's probably more appetizing sides because. The, the the last tie in the Champions League we haven't discussed is the uh, Via Real against Bayern, and I have to admit, despite Unai Emery's record, I did not see that coming. Yeah, no, I mean, who who did? No, and, and you know, it said they had three shots over the two legs and scored twice. It's just so wow. I but, mean, yeah. you know what? If it works, oh hell yeah, you you take it every time, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that and Villarreal's opponents in their last Champions League semi-final. Go on. Two thousand and six, Arsenal. Oh wow, it has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh Jesus. yeah. Jesus. Wow. So yeah, I, I I would happily take that one <laughs> one nil over two legs that Arsenal had there yeah. every time. But <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we 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 learned a lot this week about. About Atletico Madrid and Manchester City, I think. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's it's they they did show us who they were, so so to speak. Yeah, they did. They really did. And you know what? And, and one thing I need to point out here too is that even the Guardian were getting all up on this. I th I, I sent you the the screen grab of the headline. Yeah, I, I read the article as well. Uh, so I mean, was the article okay? So the headline. From the Guardian, you know the the supposedly left left leaning paper in in Britain, saying scampering scoundrel Phil Foden beats Diego Simeone at his own game. Um, so I, I I took this to mean, oh look, it's 
one of our boys getting over on Johnny Foreigner. Ha ha ha. Yeah. They, they didn't play. It, it, it was more angle to the football because the, the Guardian, for, for the, who do have myriad failings on things, didn't yeah they they didn't go against the foreigners stuff. It, no, it's it's more a point on them um, Athletics history and you know even though that again I get made the point they're not quite that side this year. They were on you know Wednesday night, so yeah, it, it's a case of Phil Foden was you know for years the English had this thing about being a little seeing themselves as a little more honourable than the continental types well, who yeah, were uh, of who course that's what I'm getting yeah that, well that's what I'm getting at is that xenophobia you know, the, but, the English players don't dive no it, it's the it's oh, the yeah? <laughs> kind of maybe they've learned at last you know how how to compete in Europe well yeah <laughs> you got enough Champions League spots there come on yeah I mean it just so I mean, clearly, I mean, there was there was a gleefulness, even among the Guardian, uh, in in the English press about what Phil Foden pulled. Yeah, well, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna happen quite naturally because you you know as as a rule, the football media of a country will always back its own teams. Well, except when they're shitting on them, yes, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you and I have bitched about this before on this program. How utterly xenophobic and nationalistic the British press is on a good day. Yeah, you know, there are it, in football but, and other <laughs> walks of life. Yeah, yeah, there are exceptions, but the tabloid press in Britain is appalling for it. Well, it's just, yeah, it's it's awful and. You know, I, I I saw something recently about why doesn't New Zealand have the problems with hatred and and, and you know far right wing uh, far right wing you know maniacs. And I think the quote was because we never allowed Rupert Murdoch to set up a media operation here. Yeah, absolutely. And there is a very good point to that because you can try you can trace a lot of the problems to the seventies and eighties. When you know Murdoch took the Sun right downhill, he took you know he took it to the low, probably the lowest point of the truth. When allowed Kelvin McKenzie, who is a, someone who I would I, I will not talk about at great length for fear that um, I will commit certain amounts of libel and language, frankly, too freely even for the broad-minded listeners of this podcast. You know, to get away with essentially slandering the victims of Hillsborough. I mean, you could just say you and, wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. You could just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't waste the piss. No, it's, it's, you're right. Um, no, it, it's... No, the Murdoch paper in this country, and you can see it in the Times as well, because there's been a xenophobic trend in a lot of the columns in that um, paper. So, it, yeah. Yeah, we we do not have a good track record. I know we're getting slightly off the point, but well, no, but no, it may <laughs> only slightly off the point because, he, like I said, even the Guardian was buying into this, or it seemed on the surface yeah. that they were buying yeah. into this. No, I, I think that's just more of a slightly clickbaity headline. Um, but yeah, um, I, I tell you what, though, I think what we also ought to mention is the uh, Europa League semi-finals. I know you might oh. not want to mention one particular one. 
Yeah, I'm already kind of pissed off about them today, as it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so we have, for the first time, in, uh, I think in nearly 20 years, a Scottish side in the semi-finals of one of Europe's two major competitions. Well, 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 back up, brother. Back up. Uh, Rangers were in the Europa League final, I think, in like 2009, I think. I, I, I thought it was a bit longer than that, but okay, I'm, I'm all good to go with that. Okay. Yes, because it was held in Manchester, wasn't it, if I remember rightly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, yeah. So, that semi... Oh, I, I'm sorry, it was the 2008 UEFA Cup final. Ah, so there you go. I'll say fifteen years. Yeah, I guess Zenit. Yes, I was putting too, I was putting too many years in on that. Yeah, man, oh, was, yeah. The man of the match for that game. You're gonna say the ref? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one. It was one. Andre Arshavin. I he had one good game. Yeah, I still remember a, at least one good game for Arsenal. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Bastard. I've got to let you have one. Um, yeah, and uh, then we had West Ham having drawn the first leg at home, going to Leon and winning 3-0. My God, West Ham fans probably haven't had as good a night as that since Trevor Brooking in the 1980 final. Yeah. Gee, brilliant for them. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of David Moyes particularly, Um because of the, the way he really poisoned the Merseyside derby. But I, I cannot fault the job Whoa, he's done. How, how did, why? Because he, he had the tenacity to win it? Uh, I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him winning them, but he was very much playing up the divide in the city, shall we say, mm-hmm. for his own purposes. Yeah, I mean, he, he was... He, that was that was not good. It, it was a very, very... Uh, Poisonous game at that point. It did it poisoned the game for years afterwards, to be honest. And you know, I, I think we say um, it's not too much of a shock to have Leipzig in in the court in the semis. But let's also mention Barcelona blowing it to Frankfurt at home. Oh my god, that was amazing! Leading to Xavi complaining about how many tickets Frankfurt had because they were going. It was like a neutral venue. Sell them to your, sell them to your Silkos then, boys. Yeah, that was yeah, thirty thousand Frankfurt fans in Barca. I mean, I, I can't fault the Frankfurt fans for representing there. No, like, not at all. But yeah, and um, from um, I, I was out on Thursday, but my friend Michael watched it, and he just said it flattered Barcelona because you know they, they got two goals back in the. 12 minutes of injury time that were played. Yeah. And even then, they Barca just couldn't do it. No. <laughs> and, you know, I can't say I have any particular sympathy for them on that front. <laughs> well, with that in mind, this has been episode 67 of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Or email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You have been listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or the PWOM podcast network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us on Spotify, search busting balls podcast. Uh, John, any last words? The quadruple is still on, baby. <laughs> ah, shut up. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm not going to commit to when we'll come back because at this point, God knows. We've just been so rocked lately with things to do in our other lives. And uh, we were kind of lucky we got this time as it is. So uh, in any event, uh, until next time, who knows when that'll be. It's uh, it's good night for me. And it's good night from here. We'll see you when we see you.